uh, uh, heard the pastor talk about light, and that's what we, what we must be in in this world, in our communities. People must know us for what we, what, who we are, what, for what we stand, and we must be the true light, as Christ is the light, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We can read um, Ephesians 5, <coughs> verse 8 and 9. Ephesians 5, 8 and 9. Maybe one, somebody can read it, please. Because I think it's very important. We expand a little bit on the light. Because it also brings responsibility. Light is visible. Not so. Light cannot hide. Because if, where there is darkness and the light comes, the darkness has to go. Not so. So, and we need the light so that we can see and so on. So can somebody read, please, Ephesians 5, 8 and 9. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Nine. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and the truth. Okay, thank you. Once we were in darkness, we know we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light, and he brought the light into our hearts, into our life, isn't it? And so let us be that light. Now what? Here says the fruit of the light is what? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. And that is a responsibility. We all like the light when it's dark when it sometimes we get afraid we don't know what is next to us we can't see but when morning comes when there's sunshine when it's bright then we can see we can see the environment we we can see where we are going and then that enlightens us isn't it so what can we say about the light i want to read a few things and then um we can take it from there. The light brings out everything that needs to be changed. Of course, where there is light, I can see if there's a, a black spot here on the white tablecloth, whether there is something here which is not supposed to be there. Light exposes, isn't it? Yes. Whether we like it or not, that's why some people, they never um, like, like the light. They like to move in the dark, they like to move in the night, and then we don't know what is, whether there's truth or what is happening. We are children of the light, isn't it? And so we, are, we must be seen that the light of Christ shines out of us. So the light exposes whatever is there, good or, or things which are not supposed to be there. And if it exposes things which are not supposed to be there, it's our responsibility with the help of our Lord so that these things are removed or changed so that our light can shine um, on behalf of our Lord because he's not seen. We are his ambassadors, isn't it? And we have all said we want to reach out, we are reaching out and so on, and that is very good. But therefore, we need to be examples, okay? Our light must be pure. The the people must see that we are children of the light. 
and the light illuminates the truth. It, it highlights, it, it um, makes it visible, the truth, so that we can understand, that we can follow. Light is very powerful, and light point, points out the truth. And therefore, if, if we can understand the truth through the light, when it, it's pointed out to us through the light of Christ or the word of God, then we can better understand what we are supposed to do and where we are supposed to go and who we are. Isn't it? Yes. The light, we cannot do without light. Even some research has been done many, many times where, where it was tried that people were only left in, in dark places and so on for some time, and then they were compared with others who were allowed to be in, in the normal environment where there is light and so on. And it was found, of course, that those who never see the light, they couldn't really develop, they couldn't really function the way they are supposed to function. And so we must never be um, not of the light. We must be the light. We must be children of the light. The Lord, His light must shine in, in from us to others, and the light shows the way, isn't it? Psalm 119, 105, somebody can read quickly. Hundred and nineteen one zero five. Can somebody read? Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my, my path. path. You see? The word of God is the light, isn't it? And who is the word? Who is the word of? Who is the word? Is Christ, isn't it? So he, he gives us his light into our hearts, and that light, we we must guard it. We must, we must ask for more light. Let me say so that that light helps us, and it is it is also, it helps others. It can, it can speak for itself. Okay, we always say deeds speak louder than words. So if the light of Christ is seen in us, is shown, it will, it will go to others. They get interested. They will also, and the Lord will also give His light to, to them when we reach out in different, um, in different ways. And then the light makes things transparent. I, I've said it already. The light illuminates, the light makes things visible, the light, there's nothing which can be hidden from the light, isn't it? Once you switch on the light, you see it, you see whatever is there. And so when, when Christ comes to in our heart, and that light, it will also show everything which is in us, okay? So when after salvation, of course, we know there's a process that things need to be changed and so on. <clears throat> but the light of Christ will show everything. 
And if we bring the light of Christ to other people, then even there, the light will show what is, what is there. <coughs> so that we can then also help them and show the way. The light encourages us. It lightens our spirit. <coughs> the darkness depresses us, isn't it? If we sit in the dark place for long hours, it, it will not be good for us. But the light lightens our spirit because we can see, we can appreciate even each other, we can talk to each other. And so it lightens our spirit. The light brings safety, brings clarity, brings warmth. If I know where, where, where I can go, if I see what is around me, then I feel safe. But if, if, I, if it's dark and I don't know, I don't even find the pathway properly, then I get afraid, I get scared, isn't it? So sometimes I wonder how people, especially in the village, they, there's no, many times there's no electricity, but they find their way through the bush, I don't know. <laughs> Me, I, I cannot do that. I need a torch or I need something. Otherwise, to me, everything looks the same. But, uh, but if there's light, then I'm safe. Then I know, aha, here there's the way, or I have to turn here, I have to do what. So light gives safety. Light give, gives clarity. I don't need to wonder or be confused. Ah, is this way to Chipata or this way or... No, if, if the light is there, there are signposts, and I will know. And the same is in our own life. <clears throat> if the light of Christ is within us, and, and the Word of God, um, we read the Word, we study the Word of God, then we are saved, because then it reveals to us what we are supposed to do and what God wants from us. <coughs> Sorry. And the light has power to change. The light heals. We can read Psalm 107, verse 20. <coughs> the light is very, very powerful. Psalm 107, verse 20. Um, 107 verse 20. Can somebody please read? He sent out his word and healed them <coughs> and delivered them from their destruction. You see? We can be saved. We can be delivered. The light shows everything. And Psalm 27 verse 1, somebody can read. I'm sure we know that, that scripture very well. Psalm 27, verse 1. Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? Good. The Lord is my fortress. Thank you very much. So the Lord is my light and my salvation. The light 
brings salvation. The light, as I said, illuminates. The light points out everything. And therefore, the change can be made. The salvation is there, even in the light. So we must, we must be people of the light. The light protects. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. trust you see, that is, that is the privilege we have. And many times we, we are rather timid and we are rather fearful. No. We don't need to fear. We don't need to be timid because the Lord, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He, and the Lord is our fortress. The Lord is our, our refuge if only we trust in Him. I know we are all people who who have churches, who, who, who want to reach out to other people. But do we trust our God that much? Hmm? That he, he, really we can say he is my fortress. He is my God in whom I trust. I want that to sink really into our hearts. The Lord is my fortress, my refuge. If a challenge comes, many times, what comes to our mind first? Let's be, let's be honest to yourself, okay? What comes to our mind first? Oh no, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do? Where can I touch? Isn't it? Yes. And the first thing which should come to our mind is, the Lord is my refuge. He is my helper. He is my comforter. He is my... He's my light. He's my everything. So I sh the first thing I should do is to run to our God and say, Lord, help me in this situation. Help me. What should I do? But many times it's the other way around. Yeah. True? Yeah. When, when a situation comes, then we say, okay, I can do ABC or I can maybe press this button, this here and there. And if everything fails, then sometimes you even accuse God and say, why did you allow it in the first place? But challenges are there for us to learn, okay? But my main point is, do we trust our God the way David has, has written here, that he, we can say, the Lord is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, unreservedly, without anything I want you to think about that write it down and every day meditate think about it we need to develop that we need to ask our God help me to trust that much unconditionally we know the story of Abraham and Isaac isn't it when God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac was that an easy thing no 
but he did it. He he obeyed. Let me say, isn't it? He went step by step what God told him. Even we know that scripture where, it's, where Isaac asked, "Now where is the lamb? Where's the ram?" And Abraham said, "The Lord will provide." Is that not a trust? That's complete and total trust, isn't it? There was nothing nearby, and God even told him to sacrifice his only son. And then he can say, "The Lord will provide." Are we able to do that? Or will we say, "Oh no, me, I don't know, maybe." Oh no, God is far away. No, my heart prayer is not. No, the Lord will provide. Those who are for us are more than those who are against us. Okay, with my God, I can scale a wall. In other words, nothing is impossible with my God. The condition is that the light that Christ is inside, and we trust. And obey, isn't it? That is the con- condition. But even in all the challenges we have, and life will never be without challenges. Please, if somebody thinks life will be without challenges, then that's wrong. Challenges will always be there. Okay, but if I can say, "My God is my refuge; He will rescue me from anything and everything." There is, in in another scripture, it says, uh, if if 1,000 fall on the right and 10,000 on the other, nothing nothing evil will come near me. Okay, I say it with my own words. And if God is for us, who can be against us? But we must have a right standing in with God. Okay, we cannot say, oh God. But I also want to do my own thing. No, I must completely trust God and obey. Do my best to obey the word of God. Obey God what He tells me to do. Okay. We all believe that God has called us into ministry, isn't it? And therefore, we must trust and obey our God. That what he tells us to do is correct and good. Okay, if it doesn't make sense to us, or if we think it's not it's not the way, but if if it's hundred percent sure that it's from God, God will make a way, and the end will be a good outcome. But what we need is we need to trust, we need to obey our God, that our light is pure. It within us, and it can shine to the outside world. And it's good we have heard that we want to reach out, but um, but deeds speak louder than words. We must be very, very careful that what we say and what we do must match. Okay. So let the light. Of Christ dwell richly in us. Okay, the light also gives. The light also provides fellowship because there we can be together. We can interact together. It removes barriers. It removes、uh, hindrances. And the light is just nice and and warm and pure. 
and that is our God. So I want you to take that, that our God is our light, and the word of God we have, we can talk to our God direct, especially us as, as uh, pastors, workers in, in the ministry, we must trust our God 100%. We must not have anything else next to it. Okay? I know it is always a decision to be made. You cannot think I have overcome once and then now everything is rosy. Challenges will always come. The enemy will always try to challenge our convictions, try to challenge what we have just learned, the victories we have gained. He, he will try to challenge it, but let us not be afraid. The light is within us, and God is our refuge. God is our help. God is our, our companion. He, he walks with us, or actually we walk with him, and he is never far away. As long as we stick to him, as long as we trust him completely, and that is that is very very important that that we do that. So at, as I want to come to the end almost, I want to just um, throw some few words few words um, we discuss a little bit. Everybody who who said something does not do things alone, isn't it? Or who does ministry alone? Nobody, I think so. Isn't it? Yes. So there is teamwork, which is very important. What is teamwork? Maybe somebody tells me in few words. What is teamwork? Working together. Working together. Mm -hmm. And together we achieve more. Isn't it? Yes. Nobody can do everything by themselves. We can see that in the story of Moses and Aaron and Hor. Remember in Exodus 17, you can read that where, where um, they had to, to fight the Amalekites. And Moses, he went on, on the mountain to pray. And Aaron and Hor went with him. So as long as, as he had the, the strength to lift up his, his arms, the Israelites were winning. When, when he grew tired, the others took the upper hand. So Aaron and her, they understood. They came to his rescue and they helped. They supported him. Isn't it? That is teamwork. And so the desired result was in, eventually came out. Isn't it? Israelites were winning. So teamwork, it does not cost, it does not take any glory away from, if at all, anything away from us, okay? Don't think uh, others, um, they will take something away from you in, in incorporating them or in giving them a chance. Give them chance, but be the guide, okay? Don't just say, okay, now you do Sunday school or you did, you do that and you move out. No. As a leader, you have to be there, you have to guide, you have to make sure that the right things are happening, okay? But don't be afraid to be a team player, okay? Together we achieve more, but we need the right people. And 
Sometimes, yes, we have to give people chance where we are not very sure, but if we are there to guide, then we can spot where correction needs to, to be done. But let's be people who incorporate others. If new ones come, we, we take them along as well. Um, and then there's the word of maturity. I think us, we must, we must be mature in the things of God, isn't it? As much as we mature in, our, in the natural, when we grow up, we finish school, we have some profession, we start a family, and, and so on and so forth. In the spiritual, we must also grow up, isn't it? We must come to a level of maturity, but if, if we mature in Christ, does not mean now nobody can tell us anything. No, learning, interacting, exchanging always will go on. But we must, we must mature in the things of, of God. How can we know that somebody is mature? Can I hear one or two things? Where can we, how does it show that somebody is mature? In Christ, in Christ. Uh -huh. Humility. Yes. Uh -huh. The fruit that they produce. Okay, and then the fruit we shall know them, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, what is the fruit of maturity? One or two? There is love, joy, self-control, patience, patience, kindness, mm -hmm. meekness. Okay. Being considerate, I say some of the things in my own words, but it's okay. Yes, we must mature, and one um, one criteria of, of maturity is that that we are not easily swayed. Mm -hmm. Ephesians four says what we should not be tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine, but we must be steadfast. Yes, a beginner, somebody who has just been saved, we cannot expect them to know everything in one go. It can't be changed in one, in one minute. So, but us who have been with the Lord, who, has, who are even um, have ministries to minister to other people, we must surely grow up to maturity, okay? And we must not be easily swayed. We must know the word of God. We must know what, what the word of God says, how we should conduct ourselves, how, how we can even manage our own. Sometimes I have seen people want to go out and, and save the whole world. And if you look into their own life, it's something else. That should not be. Okay. First, we must... We must deal with our own sphere, our own household, our own self, okay? We must mature so that no matter what comes, we, we, can, we can stand it with our God the, because the light um, is within us. He will help us. He will show us bit by bit, step by step, what is, what is there. So maturity is very, very, very important. So Abraham and the same story, Abraham and Isaac, apart from Abraham obeyed God, was that not maturity? That he, he, 
when God said, sacrifice your son, he could have also said, oh, no. He could have had all the reasons, you know, would be depressed, this and that. But I think it was a great demonstration of also maturity that he took it and he could even say when the son asked, the Lord will provide. That was great trust. Huh? He could not see. By that time, he did not see the ram in the, in the bush. They went, you know the story very well. So let us be mature. Let us work on it because even that is a decision we have to make every time. It can, it, situations come from in different ways. So we need to be always alert. Then there's the word of respect. What do we understand by respect? Who can tell me? Sorry? Honoring someone. Honoring someone, yes. In the context of a family, what should we do? Husband, the wife should love the husband, and the husband should do what? Also love the wife, isn't it? As Christ loves the church. So sometimes I wonder how, how um, the, those husbands love, love Christ where there is sometimes this call, this or that issue. Now, do they do... It's a question. How, how much do they love Christ, isn't it? But us, we must display that, okay? We must love our spouse, okay? As Christ loves the church. And how did Christ love the church or loves the church even up to today? Hmm? Gave his life. Even today, Christ will do everything to help us, everything to save us. If it was for him, every, he would love to have everybody saved. Sure. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. But he, because he put that thing that everybody has got, their own will to decide, he doesn't want to have puppets. He wants to have people who follow him out of free will. That's why we have those other things, okay? Sometimes I'm sure you also come across when you try to talk to people, try to counsel them, and you see they are not really getting it or they are not really decided, or you can even see somebody completely going in the wrong way. You would love to tell them and pull them back. Sure. But can we do that? No. We can only pray, we can only advise, we can try to do our best, but ultimately the person out of, has a free will to decide. We cannot force anybody to, to get saved, isn't it? Or to go the right way. If they constantly insist on the wrong way, we can't force them. Because Christ is also not forcing us. Of course, there will be consequences. That is another story. But, but to make the decision, everybody must, individually must make their decision to follow Christ, isn't it? That's why sometimes you see and you, you hear sometimes, no, this is a daughter or this is a son of the pastor or, 
of the bishop or whatever leader in the church, I now see. Didn't the parents do their job? Sometimes you can't uh, argue like that. If they are grown up, they have equally their own will. And they must decide on their own. If they decide otherwise, it's very sad, of course. But then it only leaves us to pray for them. Okay? And respect in the context of um, parents and, and children, we must teach our, par our children to respect the elders. Okay? It has changed so much. But this is a, a very good thing. People must respect each other. Okay? Even us, let us respect each other. We need each other. Nobody can be an island in this world. Okay? So, <clears throat> let us be a leader who can lead and is not led. Okay? We must lead. If we say, I'm a pastor, I have a congregation, or I reach out, then I must be able to lead. And therefore, I need to be mature. I need to know I, I, so that not someone comes and says, no, pastor, I, I want you to do this. And, but you, have a, a, you know from God, you have your way cut out. But then you easily sway. No, that is not, then you are led. Okay, I have been in meetings where, where of course there's a moderator and, and there are members and so forth. There's somebody who leads the meeting, but sometimes soon after the meeting starts, you know, oh, oh this leader here doesn't lead the meeting. There's somebody else among the members who takes, you know, who's more proactive, who, who hijacks, in other words, the, the meeting. And so the leader is, is led. That must not happen, okay? If we, if we are sure of our calling, like, like it says in, in First Peter, then we must make our calling sure with Christ and we must lead, okay? We must be with both feet on the reality, okay? I always say people can give us suggestions, people can bring... Concerns. We sit down, we we hear, we decide, but a leader must know where, what he is supposed to do and where he is supposed to go, isn't it? And so, please, that must, in our where we are, never forget that. Okay. And the question, I hope you have written it down: Are we trusting God that much? Okay. Completely and totally, whatever comes, I will not run to this or that. I, I run only to my God, because my God is a strong tower, isn't it? Yes. And I have refuge. I can, anything is possible with my God. So with these words, I want to end. And I hope you can meditate on it and... Maybe expand a bit more. I'm sure another time we have more time. Thank you very much.